0: Hey
1: everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, Lucas and I sit down with Chris Sherwood of Crosstalk Solutions to talk about all things networks and VOIP. As more of us switch to handheld devices instead of paper repair orders, VOIP phones instead of landlines, and cloud-based software that requires a reliable internet connection, the need to know what to do and what not to do when setting up our networks is becoming incredibly critical. Chris brings over 18 years of experience in network administration and security, as well as VOIP and PVX consultation experience to the conversation. You can find out more about Chris on his popular YouTube channel, Crosstalk Solutions, or you can go to crosstalksolutions.com. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and if you're on your favorite podcast listening app, you know what to do. And now, here we go.
0: us a little bit about Crosstalk Solutions and Chris Sherwood.
2: Yeah, so Crosstalk Solutions uh, ultimately we are a uh, best known for our YouTube channel, uh, you know, Crosstalk Solutions on YouTube, where we do uh, networking reviews, voice over IP phone systems, all sorts of fun technology. Uh, but primarily, the business itself, besides YouTube, is a network and voice over IP consulting and hardware shop, right? So we work with business customers to make sure that their networks are bulletproof, that they have good solid phone service and sort of everything that surrounds uh, that area.
0: Um, And that's really cool because, you know, for one, I I found you through YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it really came at a time when, man, I was in trouble. Um, I had bought these phones and I had got this phone system and I had all this stuff and it was supposedly plug and play. Right. Yeah. And so I get this phone system um, and I start plugging stuff up and the whole network goes down and I have no clue what I'm doing now. I've, I've got a little bit of experience in the network world. So I started working my way through, but man, it is a lot And I I think that's one of the things that happens to shop owners all the time is they go and they buy this, uh, all these phones and and a provider says, hey, just go plug them up. Sure. There's a lot more to it than that to get it right. And, you know, I was talking to David, um, who's actually here now, I was talking to David just the other day and he said, you know, it's very fritzy right sometimes it works like it's supposed to sometimes it doesn't and i was like dude you got to go watch some of chris's videos because he <laughs> talks about that there's from settings and the way the network is configured makes a huge difference it's not just going out and buying a phone and and i'm i'm just going to be blunt here if it wasn't for your channel i would have never got my phone's working that day and like for a shop for the phone's not to be working that's our lifeline you know
2: oh that's great yeah i love to hear that i'll, I'll tell you a, a pretty funny story back when uh Uh, gosh, this is 10 years ago. I was driving a a 2012 Dodge Charger RT. Love that car. Right. And I pulled in to get an oil change at my local Dodge dealership in Southern California. Right. And it was a Saturday and the whole shop was down the line, there was a line out the, out the, out the parking lot of people waiting to get their car serviced. Oh Uh, they couldn't get into their computer systems. They couldn't sell cars. They couldn't contact their parts department, nothing. It was completely offline. And I went up to the guy and I said, Hey, you know, uh, I'm a network engineer. You want me to take a look? And he goes, follow me. (laughs) So we, (laughs) we went back into this little network closet, And he had a whole bunch of mess of switches and cabling all over the place. And after about five minutes, I found a switch that had died.
1: And I sort of just
2: re-plugged in a couple wires here and there. And they were back up and running in about 15 minutes after they had me back there. A very simple problem to fix. But if you don't know what you're doing, uh, it can be incredibly difficult. Just like I don't know anything about cars. If I, you know, there's a simple problem in my car, I don't know how to fix it. I'm not an expert. But they were so grateful that they gave me 10 free oil changes. (laughs) I was very happy to use those oil changes.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, and, and so like, as I started watching your channel, I learned more and more, right. And, and, and probably the biggest one for me was, so like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm setting up cameras in the shop and I'm setting up a network and, and I've got this old, like Linksys router sitting Mm -hmm. on top of my desk in the back. And I've, you know, I've got two, three technicians at the time. I've got a service advisor. I've got myself. I've got other people in the shop and everybody's using Wi-Fi. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, why is the internet so slow? Why is all this going on? And I got onto your channel and I started watching videos. Man, it is an eye opener. When you finally realize how the Wi-Fi infrastructure works, dude, like, you changed my life. I didn't know that Wi-Fi could be that fast. I yeah. didn't know that there was a protocol that stopped us all from talking on the network at the same time. <laughs> I'm
2: sure. That. Well, and it's just like a lot of things, right? There are consumer goods, there yeah. are prosumer goods, and then there are enterprise level. Uh, Equipment, right? So we kind of tend to focus on the channel on small business, which is usually the prosumer space, right? It's not you're not going to be paying the you know Cisco enterprise level prices, uh, but you're going to get something that's not just the off the shelf, you know, all in one combo linksys type unit that you're going to go down to your local Best Buy and purchase off the shelf, right? So there is definitely a sweet spot, and for businesses, there's. It's important, right, because in order to separate out those different components, you know, your firewall from your switches from your access points uh, gives you the flexibility to build out the network uh, as you see fit as well as
1: Lucas and I have been telling you about parts tech for a while now
0: Click the link in the show notes to get started.
2: Very important these days, securing the network as you see fit, right? You don't want your point of sale system on the same network as your QuickBooks server, right? Right, definitely.
0: Well, and and you know that was one of the things that I picked up is is understanding the topography of the network, and and you know we work on very very complex networks in automobiles now, um, and it, one of the things is 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 hearing you talk about it kind of put it in a perspective that I could understand as an automotive technician, as a shop owner. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, especially when it came down to bandwidth and the number of devices that were trying to talk through one router at one time, it really helped me understand where the problem was. I went and implemented a whole ubiquity system in the shop and it really solved a lot of the problems we were having. And then obviously I, I branched this off. I've got you know, the telephone system on one set, I've got the cameras on another set, I've got it all branched out and divided equally. Yeah. Man, if it wasn't for a little bit of knowledge, I would have never known how to do that. And, and you know, when we talk about uh, VoIP phones, they are way more complex. A- and I don't mean to say that they're complex. We've got a lot of folks talking about them right now. There's a thread in the group where they're saying, hey, we definitely want to put, uh, these phones in. I just want to buy them and plug them in. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. And, and we've worked through all the bugs and we got it all to work. But I think what's important is to understand your network as a basis first, right? Don't jump in and just go buy this and say, I'm going to plug it in and it's going to work. You need to understand your network and is your network capable of handling these phones? How do we go about that? Like, how do we start with that?
2: Yeah. Great question. Um, So I guess the first thing to realize is that, you know, voice over IP is a real time communication protocol, right? If you think about folks that are surfing the Internet, right, if you go to Google.com and you're just searching for whatever, uh, you know, if there are any errors in that transmission of you saying, hey, I need to search for this. And then Google responding and saying, here are your results. If there are any errors in that transmission you can recover those packets, right? So those network packets are not, uh, it doesn't matter if they all come in in the correct order. It doesn't matter if you miss a few and they have to resend a few. It it error corrects in that way, right? right? So voice over IP does not, right? Voice over IP is you and I speaking with each other. And if packets are dropped out of that communication stream, it basically, you know, you can't put a word back into a sentence that you've spoken, right? So- that's why it has to be bulletproof. And that's why it's important that the network is bulletproof first, because if the network works well, then voice over IP is going to work well. And there are, uh, I guess, a few considerations right off the bat. The main one is what is the speed of your internet connection? Okay. Right. So Voice over IP doesn't take a whole heck of a lot of bandwidth. But if you're in a more rural area, perhaps, that has you know, DSL as your only option, and you can only get a half a megabit of upload speed to the internet. Well, if you're also surfing the web and trying to do voice over IP calls at the same time, that's going to result in really poor call quality. right? Uh, so you want to make sure that network connection is great. Uh, the next thing that you can do is ensure what's called quality of service on your firewall, right? So basically saying, since voice over IP is a real time communication protocol, we want to ensure that voice over IP has top priority access when coming in or leaving the network, right? So when you're making phone calls out to the rest of the world, someone who's surfing a YouTube video is going to get lower priority than your Voice over IP call, uh, so those are the two most important things, and then beyond that, it's just making sure all the wires are plugged into the right ports.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, when when we talk about your solution for the VoIP phones, what is different about what you offer? Because I've I've really been looking at this. Right, so uh, a little bit of backstory: I'm building a new shop, right, okay. and I'm currently with a phone provider called Jive. And sure. I've I've had good service and and the thing of it is, is I really just don't want to touch it because it works right now. Right. I'm yeah. afraid to click any buttons. I'm afraid to change anything. And I think owners, that's one of the things that they're really up against, is they need that that uptime is so important to them, right? Absolutely. So what is it that you bring to the table with this new solution? Because man, I've been watching these videos. I'm mm-hmm. building this new shop and I'm thinking man, I got to hit Chris up and talk to him about this phone system for the new building because it takes a lot off of my plate as owner when looking at what you're offering, not only in price, but also with the quality of the service and the, the offerings.
2: Tell us a little bit about it. So, yeah, I mean, again, it, it, a lot of it boils down to the network. Uh, but in this day and age, so many services are moving to the, you know, quote unquote cloud, Right. right? Um, and so the cloud services, so your Jive, your Ring Centrals, your 8x8s, those are actually really solid solutions, right? They, they work well. They have excellent uptime because their data centers are redundant, uh, you know, all that sort of good stuff. So even if you're not looking to put your own server on site uh, and have the phones connected to that server locally, the cloud options, especially for, you know, 10 phones and fewer are, are just really good options. Now, the, the problem with those options, the Ring Central, the Jives, and these types of guys, are that they are a complete ripoff to the consumer. <laughs> so right. that's what a lot of people don't understand. They'll be paying $16, $17, $21 per month per extension, and then you're also renting the phones on top of that. So some people are paying anywhere usually from $20 to $30 per month Per extension, uh, which is just outrageous when you look at it on a on a sort of a three to five year term, which is how we we gauge sort of server hardware, right? Right. Any life expense expectancy of a server hardware should be about three to five years. So if you take those costs over three to five years, it's just really bad for the consumer to go with those um, sort of pay per extension per month services. Uh, Now, what we did. And especially because I used to work for a company that did that. And it drove me crazy because I just saw the, what we were what we were doing to the consumers. Right. I vowed at one point, like, I am never going to do that to my customers, right? So the way that we do it is you buy your phones outright and you okay. own the phones, meaning that if you ever decide to leave us, you keep those phones, you bring them to any other provider. They're fully SIP capable, meaning that they are industry standard as far as voice over IP goes. Okay. You can take them wherever you need to go, uh, but you own those phones. You're not renting them, and then once you get past the initial upfront cost, your savings are what we're saying is about fifty percent or more savings versus anyone else wow. over like a three to five year term, that because we're not crazy. we're not gouging people for the quote unquote unlimited minutes. As far as I'm concerned, when you see like Ring Central says, oh, you get this extension per month, but you have unlimited minutes. First of all. It's never actually unlimited. They don't, you know, there are only so many minutes in a month, first of all. And then, then they don't even let you get to that that number of minutes. If you look at their fine print, there'll be some sort of upper limit per extension. Right. Uh, but it sounds good. It sounds like, boy, I'm getting a really good deal because I have unlimited minutes. So what we do, we have a small monthly fee just for the service. It's $5 per extension. And then you just pay for what minutes you use, which comes out to be way cheaper than the unlimited minutes plans.
0: Yeah, and I I took you've got a calculator. I think it's on your website where I went and added up what I'm paying right now. It's like, dude, yeah, holy cow, you know. Um, and so like, how? First of all, what I really like about what you bring to the table is, is, is everything from cameras down to the network itself down to VoIP, you've got experience with that, right? Like yeah. we're not dealing with somebody who is just flying by the seat of their pants. And and so long story short, when I uh, put Jive in, I mm-hmm. called and they're like, yeah, 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 you need this different switch, okay? So order it, plug it up. Uh, oh, you know what? You also need this. You need a, There's a router <laughs> right. and you need to do this with the router. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so it really turned into – Something that they portrayed as as I was going to be able to do this myself, that wasn't something I could do myself because they didn't offer the type of support that I needed. Yeah, right. And so even though I had experience, I mean, this can get kind of complex. And I so I'm I'm watching through your videos, and I will never forget. I can't remember what setting it was. This has been like four or five years ago at this point, but you you mentioned that there was a setting and a router, right? and and i can't remember what you were talking about but you were talking about a particular setting that's in a lot of routers hey go over here and click this or or change this setting it needs to be on this setting and dude i will never forget as long as i live when i clicked that everything started to work yeah <laughs> and and so that little bit of knowledge goes such a long way you know if you're talking to a shop owner right and and understand that a lot of these shops that we work with that we know you know They've got a cable modem, they've got a router, and they've got everything plugged into that router. They've got everything plugged into that one switch, and there's a big bundle of wires in the back. And all they know is, is that wire goes to that computer out there, and that wire goes to that computer over there. I want to put in cameras that are, that are you know, PoE cameras. I want to put in better Wi-Fi. I want to put in um, telephones. Chris, where do we start? Like what is the first step and how do we analyze the network we have now? You know, it's really easy to get on and and I go to your website sometimes. I'm like, I want that and I want that and I want that and I want that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, five thousand dollars with ubiquity equipment later. I've got this big box sitting in my office and I'm like, huh, where am I gonna put all that?
2: Yeah. What are <laughs> you doing? Do like, it, how right? do we yeah. decide where to go? Yeah. And that's a good question. I mean, it's, it's really kind of a completely open-ended question, really, because every, you know, networks, uh, are, are unique, right? Everyone has a pretty unique scenario or unique setup that they want to, um, account for. You know, you might have or not have a surveillance system. You might have or not have a point of sale system, right? So the way that we approach these projects is we just listen to the customer. Like, what is it that, um, you need? And, right we provide what we believe is the best solution, right? Or, or we will explain to you, okay, this is the equipment that you need. And that recommendation is based on just, you know, hundreds of customers that we've worked with. And we kind of have a pretty good feeling of uh, what works and what doesn't work. Uh, and then it just from there, it just boils down to, okay, well, then what's your internet connection, <laughs> right? So, right? So that's the only thing that we really don't have a lot of control over but once the, uh, the, the internet service is, is terminated into the building, we got everything else from there.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So if a, a, a prospective shop owner calls up and says, Hey, Chris, I want to, I want to put in phones. I want to put in some POE cameras. Mm-hmm. I want to put in, you know, a lot of these folks are using security cameras, um, Can you build that whole system? Can you set that all up for them?
2: Yeah. So we can do the entire thing except for the cameras themselves, right? So we can set up the network to account for how many cameras, as well as the security, you know, putting cameras on their own isolated network and that sort of stuff. We actually just don't do the surveillance cameras themselves. And the reason being is there's just literally zero margin in that business. Right. Um, you know, as a business owner, we're, we're not here for charity. We're here to make money. Absolutely. And, uh, and we, when we used to do surveillance systems, we quickly found out that they're just a bear to, there's no margin in the hardware. And then there's really not a lot of margin in the support either. Cause there's just, you know, we, we don't like to nickel and dime people for every little thing they need to contact us for. And we found that's kind of what was happening with the security systems. Little thing would go out. We'd say, oh, well, we'll fix it for you, but it was quick, so we're not going to charge you. Uh, And then that happens so many times, you just start to either break even or lose money, right? So we can make recommendations as far as surveillance systems go. We got your network covered. We got your phone system covered. Uh, And that's, uh, you know, it's a really solid foundation, right? So once you get that foundation in place, you actually then have the flexibility to choose whatever surveillance system you might want to put in. Uh, and again, we have our recommendations, but the other problem that everyone these days is facing is global supply chain issues, right? Where right. Uh, a lot of these surveillance cameras, especially things from Ubiquity, uh, which is a really great system, but man, it's just so hard to get your hands on the uh, on the equipment, <laughs> right? And I don't have yeah. any special way to do it. I'm in line just like everyone else. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope that answers the question. We, we basically got you covered with everything except for the actual physical cameras themselves.
0: Well, I mean, look, you just got to know that you triggered every shop owner listening because you said you figured out that, hey, listen, um, you know, that just took just a second. So we can't charge you for that. So here you go. And you can't, you know, that dude, that plagues our industry, right? Because sure. they show up and they say, Hey, can you just come out here and take a quick look? And, and, you know, yeah, we took a quick look, but we used a $25,000 piece of equipment and we used a technician <laughs> right. that's been training for 30 years to do it. That was a, you know, if, if we're going to charge what we're worth, that was $500 for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I think you just triggered every shop owner
2: in the nation.
1: Right there. <laughs>
2: and, well, and, you it's, know, yeah. and it's you, funny man. because I, I, I use, um, you know, sort of the automotive analogies all the time when I'm talking to people about things. And like one of my favorite analogies is like, look, finding a good IT person is like finding a good mechanic. I mean, there's a lot of people out there right. that don't know what they're doing. Uh, they will sell you whatever makes them the most money. And not who cares what the results are. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, we, we see that in a lot of industries, not just ours, not just yours, right? Uh, exactly. But, uh, but that's you got to find someone trustworthy and uh, someone who who just basically knows what they're doing. And we are lucky enough that by virtue of the YouTube channel, we've received a lot of business because people watch the YouTube uh, videos. Uh, they understand that we're not just out to make a buck. I'm actually educating people. And, uh, and that translates into... Um, uh, you know, customer revenue, so it works out really well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how
0: I heard about you, and and that's how I started following. And and like I said, I I built my network off of your recommendations. Uh, you know, and and David, um, he's floating around here somewhere. Uh, you know, we were talking just the other day. I think one of the fears that shop owners have is is system reliability, right? When they go to set sure. a system like this up, David, what was it that you were saying about your system the other day?
1: My system's fine. Oh, it's just, it's the, no problem. So it's, it wasn't even, uh, um, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with it. it stupid phones. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at your phones on your website. Uh, and you answered one of my questions cause I was going to ask you whether you could buy your phones to work with anything. Um, my first VOIP was with Uma and mm-hmm, one sure. of the things with Uma is you have to buy their phones. Which aren't that expensive, but once you buy them, which I bought a bunch, you can't take them anywhere else. Yeah. They're, they're in, locked in. Yeah. Sure. They're locked in with Uma and you're stuck. So for whatever reason you need to leave Uma, which I did, uh, you're, you're stuck moving, but you know, you were saying, you were talking about the pricing, uh, you know, a hundred bucks is not a lot. <laughs> I used to pay more for landlines. Oh, Sure. And so, oh, yeah. you know, you're paying $250, $300, $350, $400 for landlines. And then somebody offers you VOIP with recording, you know, three lines, uh, marketing phone numbers that you can use to, to put in marketing pieces. Mm-hmm. Yep. For $100, bucks, you are like, done all day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and that's that's sort of the advantage of voice over IP, especially now that it's so prevalent, right? Uh, the. The, the sort of, well, I'll tell you this. I love when people come to me with a legacy phone bill, right? When they're like, we've yeah. had 10 POTS lines and we've had them since, you know, 1982, right? <laughs> because on average, I can take those folks and sell them an entire new phone system, server and phones and service and everything. And our average return on investment for that brand new phone system is eight months. Meaning wow. that after eight months... They're yeah. basically, they've completely paid for the phone system just based on the savings that they've received from their previous vendor.
1: And that makes sense. I mean, that's why everybody is going to VOIP. Lucas had mentioned there were there was some chatter in the Facebook group about switching to a phone system. These people wanted to go to all cell phones. And so they were looking to pick up a couple of iPhones and use that as the shop phones. And even within our own shop, we've got cell phones set up as backups with our sure. provider, mm-hmm. and I, I don't have a problem with the service. I have the problem. I have a problem with the phones. The phones will just stop working. They won't dial out. You, you know yeah. it's not going to work because you try to dial out. You hit a button, and then it just it sits there, mm-hmm. thinks, and then it times out. It beeps at you, and then you got to wait for it to reset, and then you can dial. Yeah, <laughs> and my my provider's like uh that's a phone issue you should probably switch phones or switch to something that's hardwired because these are wireless phones sure what's well, a good phone is what i'm asking
2: well uh wired phones are the best phones uh yeah. and just in general right um you know the wireless phones or cellular phones i mean so w- we typically will recommend we won't recommend wi-fi phones right because wi-fi phones you're now walking between different access points. Uh, they got to hop between those, uh, the, those access points. And it's just not the most reliable way of doing things. If someone needs cordless handsets, we use what are called DECT phones or DECT cordless phones, right? So it's basically a wireless technology that does not use the same wireless bands as your standard 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz wireless access points for data, uh, so they hardwire in, and it's got a little base station, and that works really well. You can get them uh, multi-cell, so that if you've got a very large location, you can walk around that location; and it'll jump from cell to cell without problems. Um, and I've also had people come to us and say, "You know, why are you still in the phone business when everyone just uses cell phones these days?" And I love no,
1: that. No, that's not a good I, option. I, like, no, it's not a good
2: option. Yeah. It's not a good option because there's so much more to it than that for a business right when you think yeah. about putting people on hold and handling multiple calls and what do you do after hours and how do you handle voicemail for multiple people uh, and just every little feature of the phone system paging right there's another big one right if you have a, a, a shop or a uh, you know a sale yard or something like that paging is a big thing right you got to have those those paging speakers and 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 you're not going to get that sort of stuff if you're all, all, uh, all I iPhones. I
1: paging speakers in my, in my shop. That would, <laughs> that's a I've good idea. i got my idea. phones where they page. <laughs> so I've got a, a Yealink, uh, W54. Okay. Is that a handset? I don't know. It, yeah. What, W54,
2: uh, probably w 54 W54G or S. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a corded hand, uh, handset.
1: Okay. That thing is a pile and let me tell you why (laughs) i cannot get that thing so it's the base is hooked in and and it's got the mac address and all that thing like and, and maybe it's the way i've got it wired in i don't know what it is but for whatever reason it will glitch out and then drop the it's just when you try to dial out you try to dial out a certain way it drops the call and then that's it so i've gotten so frustrated with these things i started looking for a handset that was wired just just a normal handset that's hardwired in and I, I shouldn't have any issues with that that i'm having with these handsets maybe yeah. it's the way i've got it the network wired up lucas is like well you gotta have a dedicated this and that box and then this i'm like dude i just plug these things into the wall and they work i don't know what you're talking yeah. about. hey david there's what a really am i great doing great wrong.
0: channel you can watch what's that <laughs> There's I know, really but like, he, like,
1: he, like I, I will say this about YouTube channel: like, you talk over a lot of stuff. Like, well, I was watching one where you were, um, where you were talking about your new, like, video editing rig, and I, I like, I like desktop computers, so you, sure. you were going through the the case. And I was all into that. I'll watch that all day long. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was was hardcore into it. And did you ever upgrade from the 1080p or the 1080 uh, GTX? No, no,
2: I still have it. You know, I haven't been able to get my hands on uh, anything better. So, yeah, no, I've still got the same one. It's actually been working just fine for me.
1: Well, yeah, and also you could sell it for a thousand dollars,
0: David. Hey, listen, David's willing to give you fifteen hundred and a half a honey bun.
1: So, <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? Did you see the new announcement? They just released the the RTX thirty ninety Ti. Well, they announced it with a with a. I don't even know what they announced the MSRP to be, but they're selling right now for five thousand dollars. As soon it. as they got yeah. announced, five thousand dollars for this graphics card that's going to be obsolete in three months yeah that's crazy (sighs) anyway so i can watch those all day long it's just the um when you get into some of this other stuff i'm like man i don't don't know well i mean here's the thing
2: right there there's really a lot to voice over ip and so the way that we approach customers is that we understand that there's a lot to voice over ip and we work with businesses that don't have it guys and we work with businesses that have IT guys, but maybe they don't understand voice over IP. You know, voice over IP is its own sort of separate niche yeah. you know, in the IT industry, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the way that we typically handle that stuff is we try to do as much of the heavy lifting as possible, right? Um, when you purchase a phone system from Crosstalk, you're purchasing the service as well as the system. And the service is... Before we even order the phones, we meet with you. We talk to you about how do you want this system configured. We go over the options. We talk about what other people do in terms of how do you handle after hours? How do you handle holidays? How do you handle call routing into the company in general? Mm -hmm. We call that our best practice design session, right? So we go over absolutely everything with you. As part of that design session, we also kind of do a spot check on the network. What do you have for a firewall? Who's your ISP? And we try to find any red flags that might be a problem that when we ship the stuff to you, uh, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to have issues. We don't want issues, right? I tell people this all the time. I say, listen, I love my customers, but the last thing I want to do is hear from them. Because yeah. if I'm not hearing from them, that means we did our job. Everything's right.
1: working properly. Yeah, yes, exactly. I understand. Yeah.
2: So that's kind of how we approach it. We get everything configured. We set it up. We test everything in our offices and then we ship it to you, uh, plug and play, right? So you plug everything in at that point. And certainly we are there for, uh, we actually include 30 days of post-deployment support as well. So if you plug everything in and anything's not working or you need anything tweaked or changed, uh, we are there for a full month after you get the phones. So
0: my question is this, say, say a shop calls you and, and you do that that check and you're asking about the network and the network conditions and you really quickly begin to find out, hey, they've, they've got a, a old link sitting on top of the desk in the back. Yeah. And everything in the shop is plugged into it. And there's 15 people in the shop and they're all trying to talk to that router. How do you recommend a solution for that? Right, Because there's so many variables. There's so many different directions to go. They don't have a firewall. They don't have an IT guy. What's
1: the next? You just step? described my like, that's that's what we do. Like everything's plugged in that thing in the back, and well, uh, so that because there's only so many inputs. There's yeah. one that goes to the wireless doodad, and right. then <laughs> it's a um, a, a neck gear Orbi. Sure. That thing's a piece of crap, let me tell you. So, <laughs> well, and again, and again,
2: because you were using consumer hardware for a business—is that what it is? Yeah,
1: yeah. I hate. I hate. Listening I hate well, it. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're gonna get me distracted. So I, um, I didn't. I had so much trouble getting it set up, and then it drops Wi-Fi constantly because my guys are just on it constantly, right? We, they, we all have uh, Wi-Fi connected cell phones, and that's how we do. We process vehicles. We look up repair information. Like, everything is done through Wi-Fi. And so, it's just constantly battling dropped uh, connections mm-hmm. uh, or really slow connections. And I've got fast internet, like really fast internet. Apparently, that doesn't matter.
2: Well, but me. again, that doesn't matter if the wireless sucks, right? So, with it's some terrible. of these Orbi, like, if you go down to Costco and you buy their Orbi, you know, mesh system. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind that with a mesh wireless system, every hop away from the base station, you're cutting your bandwidth in half because not only do you need bandwidth out to the devices, but you need to take that bandwidth and connect to the next mesh access point in line, right? So we don't do mesh. (laughs) We very, very rarely (laughs) will recommend a mesh network unless it's like literally the only way that we can get wireless coverage at a specific location. Yeah. Um, it just does not work well. The better way to do it, if you have a large shop, is to have multiple hardwired access points at every location where you need wireless coverage. And that is much, much, much more bulletproof. I've got a buddy of mine who's got a fairly big house down in the uh, Southern California area. And he's going through the same thing. He's like, Chris, I was just about to go down to Best Buy and get the latest Orbi system. But I figured I'd call you first. And I said, good thing you did. Because <laughs> let me tell you the right way to do it, right? Because he's already, he's got an Orbi system. He's having trouble with it. He was going to go out and just buy the newer Orbi system. And, and he thinks that's going to work. It's not. Because it's it's not about the equipment. It's about the topology. It's about how it is uh, implemented. And that makes
1: sense. Yeah. Is, does Google Wi-Fi do something different? I had much less trouble, but, you know, again, I'm in a house. That's what I have in my house. That's what I had in my house.
2: Well, a ha- for a, a house, I mean, listen, a typical house is what, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 square feet-ish, yeah. right? The, there's Lucas no problem for a single access houses, yes. point to cover that amount of square footage, right? Unless you have a house that's made out of concrete or brick where you're going to have yeah. trouble getting those signals through the walls. In, in the U.S., we're mostly drywall and, and, and wood. Right, so wireless signals don't have a big problem getting through a house. I have one wireless access point in my house; it's plenty. Now, I mean, I should sense. say I should have one, and it's plenty. I actually have four, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. I could I could yeah. get away with one if I wanted to.
1: So well, you're, and, go ahead, Dave. Uh, so I've got the the Google Fiber box, and it's two hundred and fifty megabits, and it should be enough for me, right? You would think. Yeah. And
2: for, for home use, that's typically, oh no, that's typically
1: fine. See at home, I've got two, two gigs. <laughs> I overpaid, but they don't make that available. Well, they had it and then they said, Hey, uh, you guys are, uh, sucking up too much bandwidth. So we're going to jack up our prices for all business, uh, clients. And you know, I got upset and this, that, and the other, and I fought and I said, no, I'm going to stay at a hundred dollars. You guys can screw off. I'm, I'm not going to pay any more. For, for a gig, so I went down to 250 megabits. And, I mean, it seems fast enough, but maybe I'm bottling myself up bandwidth-wise?
2: No, typically not. I mean, okay. you know, uh, it, it, you got to think about what is a family doing, right? I mean, you probably have... Uh, wait, is this for your home or for your this, business?
1: The shop. the shop. This is the shop. Good. Okay, so yeah, what, what is the shop doing? Home. You're
2: not doing a lot of Netflix streaming, right? Uh, if you have a well, that, guest... Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, like a waiting room for your customers, (laughs) they might be doing that kind of stuff, but that can be mitigated by having a guest network that throttles that bandwidth, right? So you can say, okay, so for our guest network, for our guests that are waiting around for their car repair or for whatever, Mm -hmm. um, they get 50 megabits of that 250 megabits, and it's capped at that. That's the most they could possibly use. Okay. So then you would free up the rest of that bandwidth for... Actual business use. Uh, And in that case, it's not going to be a lot of heavy multimedia stuff. You might have a lot of devices, but the actual internet bandwidth isn't a problem. Where you're going to run into a problem is with the number of devices that you have. All of your employees have a phone that's connected to the network. All of Mm. your point of sale systems are connected to the network. All of whatever equipment you have that all these devices that need to connect to the network, that's where your phone system is going to choke or i'm sorry your your network is going to choke right it's it's not the connection to the internet it's the connection to the router that's the problem in a lot of those cases
1: so are you buying a separate piece then that's uh, i'm sorry for the noob questions by the way i just don't know no, 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 no what i'm doing so so i would buy something i would call you and say okay i've got the google fiber box and you would sell me everything i would need past that and then help me get it hooked up. And you would say, yeah, I've got to have a connection point here, here, and here to make sure that we don't have any drops in coverage for the Wi-Fi connections. And then on top of that, I would need to buy additional pieces to wire in my VOIP.
2: That's correct. Yeah. So typically it's just what I would usually recommend is is a decent voiceover IP Uh, or excuse me, power over Ethernet, P-O-E switch, Mm -hmm. uh, that can power up the access points. It can power up your phones, right? And usually you want that in a flavor of like 16 ports, maybe 24 ports, uh, depending on how many devices you need to actually power up. And then each, if you're spreading out your, your client devices, those iPhones and whatever miscellaneous equipment that's connecting to the Wi-Fi, if you're spreading that out into multiple access points, you're distributing that load, first of all, and second of all, when you're using a dedicated access point, that's all that access point is doing is processing those connections, right? When you have something like your Linksys router, Mm -hmm. it's doing the firewall, it's doing the routing, it's doing maybe intrusion detection, if you've got any of that stuff turned on, it's also doing the wireless, right? So the CPU of that little device is earning its money, because it's, it's just working so hard. Right. So that's why you kind of once you hit that prosumer level, you're taking the all in one bundled piece of equipment that you get at Best Buy and you're separating it out into its individual components and then customizing those components to suit your own business need.
0: Well, and, and so like one of the things about our shops, right, that's a little bit different. And, and I don't know if you've ever been to a shop that does this in our shops. One of the things we do is you bring your car in. And the first thing that we do is we take a ton of pictures of it. Um, We go over the car with a fine tooth comb and we begin to evaluate it and give you recommendations based on its condition to make sure it stays safe and reliable for you and your family and reduce the cost of ownership over the life of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And the way that we do that is we use web browser type platforms and we provide the pictures and the videos and the uploads to those web browser platforms platforms right
2: just using like a ipad or something
0: ipad cell phone whatever it may be and so what i found in my shop right i had no idea what multiple inputs and multiple outputs when it came to a router was right Mm -hmm. so i've got three technicians and all three of them so we do this evaluation first thing in the morning right i might have three or four cars per technician and guess what's happening all at the same time yeah they're all they're all in,
2: in taking cars in sure
0: Exactly. And they're all taking pictures and they're all trying to upload them. And everybody, without a doubt, ended up at my desk every single day, first thing in the morning. The internet's not working. The internet's not working.
1: Yeah, I still get that. Yeah.
0: And so that was when I began. And and like I said, I, I started watching some of your channels and I really, the the thing that made the biggest difference for me was... Was the multiple inputs, multiple outputs, because I had never heard someone explain it the way you explained it. Mm -hmm, Sure. When you're discussing the fact that that thing can only process so many um, connections at a time. Yeah. And when I changed that, that was the bottleneck in my shop, right? Everything started to flow as soon as we changed that.
2: Yeah. And so just to sort of break that down a little bit, right? Uh, what you will typically see in a prosumer enterprise-grade uh, access point is exactly what you're talking about. It's called uh, MU-MIMO, multi-user, uh, multi-in, multi-out. I forget exactly what it's what it stands for, but essentially, a lot of the ones that we sell are now four by four MU-MIMO. Four by four, you can think of as like four lanes on a highway. Right. Okay. So if you have an iPad, the antenna on that iPad is typically going to be a two by two. So when you're sending data from the iPad through the wireless network, uh, you know, it's using up two lanes of that four by four highway. So you can have two iPads that are, you know, uh, uh, sending at once. If you have a two by two antenna for your wireless access point and you have a whole bunch of two by two devices they're all in the same lanes, and what happens, right? Causes a traffic jam, right? Right. So you want to have those extra lanes just for those uh, for those extra devices, and you know a lot of the consumer off the shelf type of routers will do that, but they don't necessarily do it as well, um, especially when they're you know sitting in a back closet somewhere, and you're out in the front of the garage trying to get your signal all the way back there. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. So I guess the, the big question is uh, shop owner wants to get in touch with you. They want to start working on VOIP. And and maybe I should ask this before I ask my next question is you do call recording, right? That, sure. That's a big deal for us. Yeah. Can you help them set it up in a way that works? Man, mine goes into a AWS web folder and I have to go and I have to find the file and I can't search AWS. <laughs> Just Are you serious? A you need providers. that's awful <laughs> um do you offer that and and when it call it comes to things like the dial plan
2: you're setting all that up for them they don't have to do yeah. that is that correct that's correct yeah so so we basically set everything up for you uh and you know call recording is one of the items that we cover in our um you know best practice design session right do you need to record calls oh you do okay just inbound calls? Do you want to record all calls? Do you want to record outbound calls? Do you want to record extension to extension calls? Right. So we kind of cover all of that. And, you know, most of the time we are able to provide a graphical user interface login, just a web browser login, where you can look at your call history and you can see all of your recorded calls. Um, It just makes it, that much easier, whether you're going with, you know, the Ring Central 8x8 type of service that we provide, or if you're going for an actual phone system where you have a server on site at your location, uh, or a server up in the cloud at a hosted data center, right? So for all of the three main phone system options that we provide, they can all do call recording. And more importantly, in my opinion, uh, as of this year, actually as of last year, uh, any new phone system implemented has to be 100% Carey's Law and Ray Bomb Act E911 compliant, right? So for emergency dialing, uh, meaning that if you have a phone system and you are unable to get a 911 call out for any reason, you as the owner of the business are potentially now liable for any damages incurred. From not facilitating that nine one one call, yeah, really, Uh, and so those that's very important, and it's something that we take incredibly seriously when we are setting up a new phone system. Uh, We we make it a point to go through all of the nine one one compliance needs and make sure that it's dialed in properly, so that you as the business owner uh, don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. That I would have never
1: known that, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, also, it's uh, impressive that you remember the entire acronym. <laughs> I think <it's>
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we deal with it a
1: lot. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what if somebody doesn't, like, I'm really happy with my provider. I like my my GUI, my my setup, my interface. I can search for recordings. Uh, it, I can search my phone number, date, and they've got my the whole music set up. Everything's like the way I like it. I just hate my phones. Can I call you and say, hey, I need phones, I need whatever the phones are supposed to be connected to, whatever switches you need to sell me, and my wireless sucks, hook me up?
2: So, typically not, right? So, if you're with a different vendor, um, you know, we are sort of a one-stop shop in terms of we like to ensure that everything is set up properly. If you come to us and you say, hey, listen, I've got ring central or I've got jive or whomever and all I want to do is replace the phones. I would I would say well if you're happy with that service I would contact them right and talk to them about what other phone options can they offer you. Um, you know our phones do would work, but like we like to do cookie cutter right in terms of as a business that provides support for networks and phone systems. Mm -hmm. it behooves us not to have a million different types of phone systems that we're supporting, Mm -hmm. right? We support what we know very well and we support configurations that work very well for the equipment that we know very well, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that Um, makes perfect sense. So
2: we typically wouldn't work with you if you're like, hey, I want to keep my existing phone provider. I just want new phones. I'd say, well, you know, talk to them, (laughs) you know? And and if your phone system is working great, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it right? Just leave well enough alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, certainly on the network side, we can we can help out with whatever you need there.
0: I, you know, that really stands out to me because that's one of the things we talk about with shops all the time is, hey, you know, if somebody else has started on a job, don't start on it, right? Like don't take that in once somebody started. If a consumer starts working on it themselves, don't automatically just say, yeah, we'll fix it. You don't know what the hell you're getting into, right? Like, watch yourself. You're going to get in trouble. So I, you know, we, we see that on our end too. So Chris, the, the, the big question now is, um, they want to, they want to get in touch with you. First of all, tell us a little bit about the YouTube channel. Where can they find the YouTube channel? And do you have it laid out to where if a consumer wanted to go look and begin to learn a little bit about this, do you have some videos they could look at first before they called you? So they really had an understanding when they're talking to you, what they're talking about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, YouTube channel is just Crosstalk Solutions, all one word, Crosstalk, C-R-O-S-S-T-A-L-K Solutions. Um, The website is also crosstalksolutions.com. We have, um, I did a pretty big series. Uh, It's called Free PBX 101. It's basically, you know, sort of a complete, um, you know, 20 plus some odd part video series on how to configure a phone system. And I, I wouldn't recommend that everyone go out there. That's a lot to consume. So I wouldn't recommend that you necessarily go out there and watch all those, you know, hours and hours of videos. Um, but the first video in the series is dedicated to what you need to know to deploy a new PBX. And it essentially covers the server itself and the various options, right? Do you want a cloud-based service like RingCentral? Do you want it a hosted PBX that's a dedicated hosted system, not a shared system like those RingCentrals are going to be? Do you want an on-premises server? right? So basically going over those various options. The second thing are the phones themselves. What type of phones do you need? Receptionist phones, standard user phones, cordless handsets, conference room phones, right? So we talk about all of the various different types of phones. And then finally, you have your phone service. You've got your, what we call SIP trunks that go out to the rest of the world. That's what they're called in voice over IP terminology. Uh, Or, are you in a location where you can't utilize Voice over IP? So maybe you want to utilize Voice over IP for your phones to the server that you have on site, but you need to use analog pots lines because you're an area where you don't get uh, a good internet service. We talk about that as well. What are the various options for you know getting that um, you know those calls connected with good quality out to the public switch telephone network? So the first video in that series. I think I also have one just called like free PBX deployment guide or something like that. I've got a number of videos, but regardless, if you're ever interested in, hey, you mentioned something on this podcast I listened to about a video I should watch if I'm just getting into a phone system, just email us. It's uh, info at crosstalksolutions.com. We're happy to answer any questions for you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure you'll help them with their network, the whole nine yards. So in closing, want to leave them with one last thing. What's the number one mistake you're seeing them make when you see you, you go in and you see these phone systems that have been implemented? You see this already happening. What's the mistake you're seeing as far as the biggest mistake and how can
2: they avoid it? Yeah, I mean, I to me, the biggest mistake is paying these other providers ungodly amounts of money. Right, okay. it, it, people are just getting ripped off right and left with the with these service providers. If you're talking about from a technical standpoint, it really just boils down to the network. All right. How is your network configured? Is your internet connection sufficient for the amount of phone calls that you need to make? Um, is your firewall set up properly? Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of and what quality equipment do you have installed? Um, really. It, I can't stress the importance of having a solid network foundation for successful voice over IP deployments.
0: Perfect. Well, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that some of these members get a hold of you and and can get their
1: phones straightened up. I mean, at least I'm going to call and say, fix my network setup because <laughs> <Yeah>. it's a mess.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, our, our network guy, he's our network guru. His name's David. He's based out of uh, uh, State College, Pennsylvania. He is an absolute wizard and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So if you're calling in about network stuff, you'll likely talk to Dave, and he's he's wonderful.
0: Well, that's okay. fantastic. Thank awesome. you so much for being here, Thanks, sir. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time.